What's up, everybody? This is Angelo coming at you with episode 193 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Happy fucking new year. Happy new decade. I mean, come on. How often do we actually get to experience and witness a new 10 years? I mean, I guess if you do the math and if you're an optimist, you know, there's eight or nine or maybe even 10 of these decades that we get to experience. But when it boils down, you know, life is short and it's sweet. But life is short, and I just think that there's excitement to be had entering into a new decade. I know I'm pumped up. I hope that you are, too. I hope everybody had a great holiday. We are in the very first premiere episode of 2020. We are back for another year of hopefully inclusive music content Everything is free. It has been for the last three years that Spinning Thoughts has existed, and we've got another year of free music content for you. All you got to do is support us, support the bands that we're talking about, you know, maybe give us a follow, a like on the socials. We're trying to do some new content that is uh, related to the video uh, medium, right? So YouTube, we're trying to do a lot of video content. We have a YouTube page and you can find all of that on our social media, on our website. Go give our YouTube a subscription, hit the notification bell. I've got a few brand new videos out there that I think you may be interested in checking out. You get to see my ugly ass face, You get to see my gnarly beard, but ultimately you're there for the music content to hear about the bands, to have a conversation or to just find some solace in the music. That is what we're here for. Share music, spread love. That is the ethos. And we're going to continue doing just that. So here in episode 193, here is what we're going to be doing. You may know what I'm talking about. If you've listened to the last couple episodes, maybe last five or six, Dan Boyer, our Canadian contributor in October of 2019, that's last year. I mean, how long ago was that, right? So Dan went to this uh, blackout fest in Brantford, Ontario. I'm going off of memory. So Dan, if I mess that up, my bad. Blackout Fest, it's been around for a little bit. I don't know how many years, but all I know is that Dan has covered it the last two years. And the lineup there is always so, so good. So in October, Dan just went, he grinded and interviewed a handful. And what I mean a handful, probably like five or six handfuls of bands. Today, here, right now, in episode 193, we are going to put a bow on those conversations. And we're going to share exclusive interviews with not one, 
but two because we're spinning thoughts and it's a new decade so we're going to double up here we are going to premiere two exclusive interviews with let down and plans we're going to hear some music from the bands and it is going to be a really really good time i just want to let everybody know also that if you go to our twitter at spin thoughts we are starting to pick back up on our bands people tweet at me Spotify playlist. Here is what this playlist is. Here's the goal and the mission behind it in case you want to know if you should play along, support it. I'm going to give you some details. So here's what you end up doing. You go to Twitter. You find us at Spin Thoughts. If you want to follow us, that is definitely preferred. But if you don't want to give us a follow, then you know what? Fuck it. We'll, move, we'll all move on together. We'll still be friends. So you go to Twitter, at Thoughts, and then you tweet me a band. You tag the band because we want them to know that you're talking about them and, and maybe we'll all become very good friends. So you tag the band, any band. Maybe you love the band. Maybe you just found them and you want to pay it forward. You tweet me a band to listen to, whether I get five or I get 500, and it's somewhere in between those two numbers. No matter the number, I actually listen to every single band that is sent my way. A lot of times, yeah, I get bands that I know of that I've heard of before. I still go back and reminisce and revisit their discography. But the beautiful thing about this playlist is, is that I actually find a shit ton of new bands, a lot of DIY bands, a lot of up and coming, which means that if you participate and you follow our bands, people tweet at me Spotify playlist on Spotify, you too can be in the know, you too can be ahead of the curve and you can look super fucking cool to your friends when you tell them about these bands that maybe nobody's heard of but they're about to hear from them or of them uh, you know not because of the spinning thoughts push which is legitimate but because that's what this is all about it's all about sharing the music supporting others lifting others up not being an asshole and just trying to stay positive. So go to Twitter, at Spin Thoughts, tweet me a band. Every other week, I pick 20 of my favorites. I put them on a playlist. We promote it. We market it. And then if I'm really inspired by the group of bands that were sent my way, I sometimes, if not a lot of times, end up playing their music right here on Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. What better gift to give to your favorite band than this? All right, so we're going to jump right into things. We're going to hear from Let Down. Again, Dan Boyer, our amazing Canadian contributor, sat down with this band back in October of 2019 at Blackout Fest. And here we go. Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts. And I am here with two-thirds of Let Down. What's up? How's it going, man? We're doing good going on not too much it's uh it's good to finally get a chance to sit down with uh you guys and talk about what's going on in letdown's world so um like tell me the story of letdown tell me the story of how the band came together um particularly given that members live in different cities and um are at somewhat of a distance from one another how did how did Let Down form? So Let Down started as a high school band called Unit 33. And what happened is they continued to do their thing. And after high school, they realized they had to rebrand. And then after rebranding, they changed the name to Let Down. And then it was kind of a whole new world for them. And I would say two, two years into the band or three two. Uh, with Ryan. So they had an old drummer named Ryan. And what happened is things uh happened and they stopped playing together and then after doing the whole rebranding and doing letdown they had to stop for a bit and that's when i joined and me zane i uh i came in and what happened is we they called me in from ottawa and i did an audition and what happened is i started playing a bunch of shows with them and then they realized that it was the spot and then now I don't know. Like we just started doing all of it together. So, so you just kind of knew each other through like mutual friends, or yeah, sorry, sorry. So, Matt, the singer, hit me up on Facebook saying, "Hey, we've heard your name around, and we wanna, 
we want to see if like you have a spot in the band and i basically took a train down to oshawa and then did an audition for them and right when i did the audition they said like you're the guy the chemistry's good like let's do it and then i don't know it's been two years since that day and uh now i'm doing all of it yeah nice nice so you had played in bands in ottawa i played in a local band called lee's avenue and that was kind of the only little fame i had was just like repping my own local band and then uh i toured with a a band called we were sharks absolutely yeah they used to be on victory records and uh that was like kind of getting my name out there and that's how they found them out and actually shout out to colin haynes from bearings he's the guy who got us who got let down on uh sorry who got me into letdown he's okay the, he's the one who said zane's your guy okay cool so you had the connection through colin who plays in bearings and so now you're a part of letdown yeah nice nice so and it's been two years two years yeah and um in that time how how many i'm trying to remember you've dropped some eps have you dropped a full length what's your album cycle been like we have no full length we only had eps and singles out but we've had two eps and or three eps but one of them was not really announced right like on our spotify or anything but oh right you guys did a surprise thing yeah 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 well that was when i joined the band the surprise oh uh, or are you talking about the acoustic thing? The acoustic thing. Yeah, that's the surprise record. But uh, I guess actually, if you add, if you add the acoustic thing, it's it's going to be three three EPs and a couple singles. And what do you think it is that uh, contributed to your um, chemistry with the guys in Letdown? Me, it's so funny because like when basically my name was brought up to the table for them, they were asked like would he like fit with our vibe and stuff and letdown's known for just smoking in a massive amount of cigarettes and all they do is smoke cigarettes and i had a photo which I, i'm not even a cigarette smoker but i had a photo of me with like 20 cigarettes in my mouth just my mouth that could go as wide as it can go and i had literally they sent uh whoever was talking to letdown sent them a photo of me with a bunch of cigarettes in my mouth and was like this is why he should be in your band. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys went from went from there. Yeah, and then he he messaged me, and then all of a sudden I started talking to them, and then that's when the whole audition thing happened, and I started hanging out with them. Chemistry was good, and obviously like I could keep up to to their songs playing playing them. So yeah. So two members still live in Oshawa, Ontario, like outside of Toronto, Ontario, and you still live in Ottawa, correct? So how do you make that? work how do you make letdown work with the distance because it's got to be like what like five hours between oshawa and ottawa yeah like four and a half five hours yeah five hours with traffic but i gotta give shout out to ride shares on facebook i don't need, i don't drive and oh you don't even drive wow that's that's even a worse downfall for for letdown but i don't drive but I do ride shares, and all I do is just get someone to drive me to Oshawa every time I need to, when I have to do a practice, when I have to do shows, starting a tour, everything. And, like, that has been keeping Letdown together. That's that's the reason. So when you guys go on tours, uh, and we'll talk about that in a minute, um, like, you can't drive the van then. So do you have to do, like, extra stuff because the other guys have to do all the driving? I'm like the talker of the band. I can't stop talking. So like all I do is just I'm like the Facebook organizer guy. I talk to everyone online and I also yeah, I do a lot of heavy lifting with the guys. But they do kind of I don't know, try to get me to do some extra grunt work for not driving. Yeah, yeah. So you're the guy that does the interviews like this, yeah? <laughs> yeah, as you can see. Got it. Got it. So um Letdown has a little bit of touring experience. You've been into the States, yes? I think three or four times, yes. But two of them were not with me. And I've only done two state tours with, uh, with the guys. So I'd say four, so four tours they've done in the States. Two I've done. 
I see. And talk about the process of like getting a visa in order to do that. It's pretty like super complicated and convoluted, yeah? So we have a thing in Canada called the CFM office. Are you familiar with that at all? I've heard of it. It's like the first step to getting a visa. You have to get a CFM membership, which is to prove that you're a musician. And those guys are, especially in Ottawa, are super helpful with everything. And like, I don't do all the work for getting the visa, but like our singer does. But for the guys in Ottawa, because I have to, uh, I have to deal with different offices. They really help me with everything. I, I show up saying, "Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you guys help me?" And they they literally align everything for me and keep everything in line. Yeah. So you have a bit of an advantage living in the capital of Canada um, because all the paperwork has to go through government offices, which are based where you live, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So the people who work there just kind of handle everything for me. So you've been down to the states um, a bit. Uh, do you find touring in the States different than touring in Canada? Very much so. Uh, I feel like there's like a whole group of people that I have like never met before in a sense of like the way that they go to shows. And the one thing for me is how their cities are so close to each other. And for us, it's like to get from Ottawa to, to Toronto is like six hours with traffic. And to get to some cities in the states it just takes a couple of hours you know like one or two that's the only thing for me is that it's just been easier to get to cities but the people there like yeah there's a lot there's a big variety of people that come to shows especially compared to canada because like some cities are smaller than the others absolutely yeah i was talking to uh boys of fall from detroit earlier today and they were talking about how it's difficult to draw people um, even to drive like 30 miles or 50 kilometers to go to a show. And I'm like, seriously? Like, seriously? I get in the car and drive like two, two and a half hours like regularly to go to shows. So it's kind of a different thing down there. That That's Canada driving like six hours to go to a show. And, and then people in the States hear that and they're like, why would you do that? And you're like dude that's just like how it is here and then there it's so exactly how you said it's so easy like just to go from city to city and speaking of of that um letdown is actually preparing to go on a tour that heads into the states i think there's three dates in canada um and then into the states uh with fortune cove in the next while yeah so um how did that tour come together very funny. Letdown was talking about, hey, we have to do something in November. We we should start doing. It's kind of late. It was maybe a few months ago that we started like thinking, man, we should probably get on our November run and like start booking it. And then Jamie from Fortune Cove messaged us the week that we were talking about figuring something out. Said, hey, we have something that we're already like halfway through booking. And we have everything ready. So he actually had majority of this tour already booked, but needed a band on it. And we were like right there, ready to go. So that's awesome. So things just fell into place for you. Yeah. Letdown had like hardly any work to do for this. So it, it feels good for us, but we're stoked that we got, we, we got to do something with them. Yeah. It sounds like it just worked out perfectly for you. And, uh, for Fortune Cove, formerly known as Harbor. Yeah, they just changed the name like last week. Um, so that's a like a three-week run from starting in Canada, a few shows, and then down to the States for about a total of three, three weeks. Is that right? I'd say just shy under two weeks, to be honest. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. two weeks. Got it. Right. And... Um, you dropped a single uh, back in, was it March of 2019? It's called Pay No Mind. Um, talk about that. Who did you record with? Where did you record it? Um, how did it come together? So we have, we've had the same producer since the start of Letdown, since our rebranding re is starting. Even with Unit 33, the original Letdown band, we've had the same producer. 
and it's kind of been this artist development. He's been with us the whole time. It's he's almost like a member of our band. His name is Terry Ben. He runs a studio in uh, Napanee or just outside of Napanee, hometown of Avril Lavigne. Yep, everyone ta- says just for context. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Pay No Mind was a song where we're like, hey, we have to bring something new to the table. And we showed him a demo. And then he he's the guy who breaks one song and then turns it into a completely different song. And we told him what we wanted to add more poppy at, uh, aspects to the song and bring some different shade to it. And he, he executed it every single time, like every 20 seconds and going through the song with him, he had something to change, something to make it better. And that's what made it what it is. That's awesome. Um, how, how does letdown approach songwriting, um, especially living at a distance from one another? So we do this thing called pro tools collab, which is basically our pro tools collaborations, which is basically our singer and our bassist write stuff on Pro Tools and then they send me the tracks with no drums and they say, put an idea to it. And then that's how we come up with the demo. Is I'm at home in Ottawa writing drums to guitars that they've already made. And what they do is the process is they try to make an acoustic song first and once they can do that, they executed the whole songwriting uh, part of the song. And then, uh, then yeah, they send me the whole electric guitar, everything demos with no drums, just click. And I record at my house some demos. And then once that's done, we do the pre-pro process, which is going to the studio and recording, like, the official demo. Right. So when it comes to the actual time for, like, an actual demo, you're all in the same place at the same time. Yeah. And our producer, Terry, is there uh, literally critiquing every single part of the song telling us what to play how to play everything like he he's like the the fourth member of the band telling us like what makes the song what it is you know so yeah and how did that connection happen with your producer it's not really my story to say but i'll say it is that our singer used to be on this show a long time ago on much music called disband and he was on it really briefly uh, with some artist. And he met, somehow he met some people who brought him to our producer, Terry. And our singer has known, our singer Matt has known Terry since he was, I would say, 17. And they've been working together since they've met. So that's why he's been part of the whole letdown process from the start. Because he's just been like a part of the group. I don't think... Um a lot of people listening will know what disband was but if you lived in canada it was amazing i actually just spun a these kids wear crowns track like last week not even joking not even joking they were the band that like won disband or something if i remember right it was like oh gosh that's like nine years ago or something maybe but uh but Hey, sounds like you got an amazing producer for Letdown out of um, coming out of that. And uh, um, does it make a difference when you find someone that, you know, you just click with in terms of producing your music? Yeah, no, it makes a big difference because he's on a level of knowing Terry, our producer, is on a level of knowing what we want. And he hears it before we even hear it. And that's the best point, the best part of it. It's like when we're writing, our demos are nothing compared to what he actually brings to the table. So it's like, it's not like he's a ghostwriter, but he's almost like just helping us discover what we need in every song. Nice, nice. That's, I would think that would be like super helpful and just like, you know, when you've got to go and like put, your art um into recording to know that there's like someone that has your back would make a really big difference yeah no for sure so you dropped your single in march uh do you have um other plans to be in the studio later in 2019 or into 2020 at all or like what's the next step with writing for letdown all I can say is that we are currently in the studio and this winter you will hear music from us. But as far as we know, we're going to put music out in little chunks. 
throughout the months. So this winter you will hear a single. That's all I can say. Okay, so there's new music coming from Letdown, late 2019, early 2020. Maybe we'll keep an eye out for that. It'll be on all the platforms, your Spotify, Apple Music, etc. Um, and you're just about to hit the road uh, with Fortune Cove. So if that tour is coming through your town, come say what's up to the dudes in Letdown and Fortune Cove. And just as we uh, as we wrap, um, is there anything else that you would like to add? Hey, man, if you haven't checked out Letdown, please do. We've been at it for a bunch of years, and we don't plan on stopping anytime soon. And I think uh, if you like some old school, like if you remember the movie Grind, that's like the era that we love to live in and that's the music that we just want to like give out to the world (laughs) but uh yeah if you guys like old school pop punk that like that's kind of the vibe that we're trying to give out awesome well thank you again for taking some time here with spinning thoughts and till next time we will share music and spread love thanks love you man Hey, man, we love you, too. Thank you, Let Down, for being our guest here in episode 193 of Spinning Thoughts. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts, and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Before we listen to the interview Dan had with plans, like we always have done and we probably always will do, we like to warm you up with a little music from the band. This is Unemployment, The Silence of Settling from Plans.
So that was unemployment, the silence of settling from plans. We have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're on Twitter at Spin Thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Without making anybody wait any longer, I'm very excited to share the conversation Dan recently had with plans while attending Blackout Fest in Brantford, Ontario in October of 2019. I could go on and on, but why don't I let the band do the talking? Hello, hello, Dan Boyer, Canadian contributor for Spinning Thoughts, and I'm here with plans. What's going on, guys? Not a lot. Just hanging out. Yeah, we, we just finished our set at Blackout Fest, and we were like one of the first couple bands to play. It was a good time. Yeah, it's awesome to see you guys. Thank you for making some time here with us at Spinning Thoughts. And uh, so your band is from um, Indianapolis, Indiana. And um, just tell me the story of Plans. Like, how did Plans come together? Plans kind of came out of my getting out of my high school bands and, and doing all that and wanting to like do something with some people that were my own age I guess um, and through a long line of member changes and asking people to fill in I got Stan on board and then Mike on board um, I don't know it's kind of been a long time coming to like get to these us working together but did you just stop yourself from saying journey because it sounded too cheesy I don't know I just was I was Ah, I'm running out of words today. Um, I don't know, Stan. You you got a better one for me? Yeah. All right. So I was a super fan of Cody's old band, and then uh, I was on tour with another band, and then I uh, showed up one day to a Plants rehearsal, and they needed a fill-in bassist, and I was like, I think I know one of the songs, and then I played them like I wrote them because I'm the fucking best, and then uh, now I play guitar or drums or drums on this tour yeah yes nice nice uh so tell me about um what it's like to play music within your genre in indianapolis indiana like is there much of a scene in indianapolis i'm not i'm trying to think if i know anyone from down around there like like are you influenced by chicago right because it's kind of in the same area or like just talk to me about the scene in Indianapolis I think we have a lot of like close-knit bands that play together a lot and we open for like the bigger shows but not a lot of at least from what I've seen not a lot of Indiana bands tour like like a lot of bands kind of just play regionally and then I don't know that's like all they really set out to do which is like totally fine but I can't really think of many bands that are out grinding. People have come to us and asked us how to do stuff, which is a terrible idea because we don't know what we're doing at all. If that kind of sums it up, and they're all fantastic musicians. I think that Indy's got a lot of really cool stuff, but nobody knows what to do with it because we're not Chicago. And like Columbus, Ohio even has like the cool like big city college town mashed into one that created a really cool environment and then you go south you've got nashville michigan diy is off the freaking chain and so we're just kind of in the middle of it like nobody knew what to do so we just played together in each other's basements or like the three venues that we have or whatever it may be um but i don't i don't know what the biggest thing to come out of indiana was what like uh, the Ataris. The Ataris, yeah. You know, nice. I think there's... Yeah. Anderson. I ran sound for the Ataris at uh, Lee's Palace in Toronto. Huh. I think that band is still a thing, too. They, um, they, were, they were a thing when I was coming up, like in the early 2000s. And uh, I'd forgotten they were from Indiana, so... There we go. There we go. Like even if someone was from Indiana, you would have probably forgotten that they were from Indiana, or they'd move somewhere like Nashville and tell you they're from Nashville. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah, that happens a lot, doesn't it? Right. So, so that being the case, like given that Indiana is not like a hotbed of the genre or our scene or whatever, like what's the what has been your motivation to 
um, be part of this scene and play music within this genre. I got a little taste of it before plans in an old band I was in and I was like, this is obtainable. Like we can do this. I just got to figure out how to do it better with people that care as much as I do. And I've been very blessed and lucky to find two people that care as much as I do and put as much work into it. Um, but I think just that little taste that I got at like, you know, 18, 19 on my first couple of tours, I was like, I want to do this. I want to be a part of this. There's like a bigger world out there that isn't just cornfields in Indiana. I want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, you know, it's strange. Like in Indiana, uh, everybody's married by like 22 tops. Like that's it. You're old at that point. And then you go somewhere like Philadelphia and it's not uncommon for someone in their 30s to be starting a band. And I think that that's cool. And the more I got out and the more I got a taste of it, I was like, I want to do it everywhere because there's more people like me everywhere else. I just got to go find them. Yeah, it, that that would be part of the process for you, just connecting with people that are like-minded that aren't necessarily in the same locale yeah yeah like it uh uh, i think about um summer wars you know from north carolina who are playing here here today and like i talked to them back in uh last summer and i was just like talk to me about like you know the scene in north carolina and they were like we're it (laughs) you know you know what i mean so uh no rope uh from north carolina they're banging nice Nice, nice. Oh, yeah. I forgot that, that was North yeah, Carolina. That was fucking band. They're, they're, but God. they're quiet. They're going to pop off, but I think they only had one single when we played with them. Yeah. Maybe, or maybe there was... I'm not release. sure. I know yeah. that uh, the bassist is about to put out a solo EP yeah. soon. Yeah. Sorry. We, anyway. The bands we get to we play with, we love. We, we become friends with everyone. I don't know. Yeah, that's just kind of how it... That's how it works, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what um, makes it worth it to do this? Because it's not glamorous, you know? Um, and, and I think sometimes pe- like people that come to shows and stuff, they might they might miss that. It's like, oh, came to the show, like the band was cool, bought a shirt, went home. Um, oh, they're rock stars. Like, no, like you're sleeping on floors and like barely getting by you know what I mean like just everything that goes with with touring so like um just reflect on that a little bit like what makes it worth it for you guys in plans to um continue to pursue um touring and 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 what you're doing with the band with one like little story that sums up the feeling for me I a couple I mean uh, a little while ago, I had somebody come up and they showed me a tattoo and it was our lyrics. And they said, I used to cut myself. I put your lyrics here and I haven't touched myself since. That's amazing. That's that's like an, I don't know. If I play to three people in a basement, so be it if it does something for those three people. Well, it's about making a positive difference yeah. in somebody's life, right? Exactly. And we want to, we have a blast doing it, but we also are, we've got some kind of goal in mind to, to be there for people. Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, talk to me about where you're at in terms of your release cycle um, and new music plans. Um, Thanks, Dan. Uh, we just dropped a record called Get the Bat Out on July 5th of this year. Um, we also just put out a little, like, kind of reimagining, revisiting of eight select songs like what was that Monday last week yeah like as we left for tour um I don't know we probably like we're gonna take the winter off and just play a few shows not really tour again until 2020 uh maybe write some new jams maybe throw a bunch of blast beats where they don't belong (laughs) you know how it'd be I know how it'd be for sure (laughs) for sure so that's actually kind of leads into my next uh my next question which is um, uh, how do you go about um, like shopping your music or do you or like in terms of like record labels and all that kind of stuff like is it is it like we're gonna like you know make make some music and put it out and then like 
see where it hits or is it like okay we've got this release we've got our eight songs or whatever and we're gonna just like send it to like as many people as we can or like how do you approach all of that the answer to that question you asked if we did this or this and the answer is yes uh <laughs> we did the second one first uh they so they recorded the album without me i'm just talking because cody's voice is gone and i guess it's my turn but uh <laughs> uh so we sat on this album for a really long time thinking like oh we'll send it to some labels and then that was just like a lot of talk for a while but then we uh paid our friend to help us make this video and we had this really brilliant idea we thought to do this uh gimmicky little uh like sponsor me tape uh and send it to all these record labels and we put all this thought and work into it and just radio silence uh and so then then we just put it out and figured we'd see what happened and now it's out and we're seeing what's happening I see. I see. So it's uh, let's wait and see what happens, how it goes. So no label, not for lack of effort, but I think we're all pretty happy to be where we're at one way or another. Yeah. We're in fucking Canada. Yeah, it's pretty we're fun. about to eat poutine today. Can it's going to be good. Words? Is that okay? Can we cuss? Go for it. Hello to our friends in Ever Elsewhere. <laughs> Everyone. just got a six set. Everyone go listen to Ever Elsewhere as they walk by. Um, so so that being the case, like there's so many challenges when um, you start a band and you want to get something going, you know, be it the fact that there's no one in your town that's really into it and you have to go find the people like we were saying, or, you know, you've, um, you've got to try and generate the support for your band and everything else like one of the questions and i've never asked this question but as as i'm just you know sitting here um admiring your van i i'm wondering like like how do bands that are that are you know doing what you guys are doing afford something like a van I was bartending a lot. <laughs> that was it. I, I don't know. Go get a go get a serving job. Go get a bartending job. Something that if you're not there, they don't care. But when you're there, you're just making money that you don't have to tell a government about. <laughs> the IRS is going to call you now, dude. Thanks a lot. I think like maybe my experience has been different, but like one of the other things is like being like a broke touring musician it's not like never having money all the time like the issue is like when you're on tour you're not at home working or like making money but realistically like touring just in a vacuum like from the day one to the last day like the money in and the money out are pretty even like you usually like do okay at shows with like donations if it's like a diy show or like bar money or whatever and like merch sales and all that so like van repairs are usually paid for with merch money and like merch orders are usually paid for with door money and gas is paid for with that night's merch or whatever and like every it all kind of exists in its own little ecosystem it's just no one has any money for anything else because it all that's just true. exists on tour that's the pool. best <laughs> that's the best description i've heard of like anybody talking about that that yeah so it all just kind of works out is right. what you're telling me I eat better like on tour than i do at home because I'm, I'm more apt to, like, oh, we made 40 bucks in merch tonight. I can eat something good. And at home, I'm like, I don't want to spend money. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Sorry, you were saying, Stan, it's... It's like the water cycle. Like, I'm a big fan of uh, eating gas station food, and that's not money. You just kind of pick and choose where you're going to put it. I mean, I don't know. Some nights you do really bad, so you, you, you get a... The, a pizza from the gas station and cook it in somebody's oven and sometimes you do a little better and then everybody gets like a sandwich <laughs> but, you know that's this but this is the part that i don't think the average music fan takes into consideration right that's that's why i like to talk about it because people pour their heart and soul into their art right yeah. uh that's what i'm hearing you guys are are doing right so um how how do you maintain the passion for your art um, when you do all this stuff and like, you know, send music out to whoever and like radio silence and, but like, but we're still going to keep doing it. Right. That's what I'm, I'm hearing with your, with your band is like, there's, there's still like an amazing passion for the, for the music. So like the question is how do you not, um, attribute the worth of your art to whether 
like labels respond to it or not I think that we've oh, if it wasn't for these two I would have given up time and time again but somehow these two always pull me out of that slump I think I take it pretty heavy when stuff like that happens and Mike's usually like don't worry about it like what do you expect you know like it's reality of it like what are you doing this for and I've got good people we've on our it was like two tours ago last tour I don't know we all had this big crying hugging moment and we just decided to start being as open as possible with each other about everything and I, I don't know now if one of us feels scared or nervous or weird about something we just tell each other and then the rest of us are there to pick each other up I wouldn't do it with anybody else and I couldn't do it without you too right so communication like yeah. super key yeah Right, right. So uh, you've just played Blackout Fest here in Brantford, Ontario. Uh, you played Oakville with our friend Oren at Less Than Level. Uh, yeah, Oren's a good dude. I actually just met Oren like within the last couple of months, which is super weird because we've known the same people forever. Yeah. But um, so you played Oakville, Ontario, a show that our friend Oren put on with uh, Keep Flying and yourselves and captains were on that, right? Calling all captains played Oakville yeah, with yeah, you last night. Yeah. So uh, and now we got Blackout that our friend Jamie has put on. And then who is um, who is with you next or what are you up to next in terms of touring I've got a bunch of we we tried at one point like everybody said you need to tour with this kind of band and this kind of band because you'll get this kind of draw or these internet numbers or all that and it didn't work that time around so we're not going to keep trying that because it wasn't always the most fun now we're just like let's go tour with bands our friends like we like that song I want to hear that song seven days in a row <laughs> yeah. you know like why do it for any other reason? Because we might not ever make it, quote unquote. You know, we might just do this for a while until our backs start to hurt too much. But that's okay, because I'd rather be like, do you remember that time we were with our best friends in the world doing something we loved over, do you remember that time we were miserable because we were trying to get a buck? I don't know. So Absolutely. Some, some bands that we're reaching out to. We don't really know what we're going to do, but we just want to keep doing it with our friends and people that we love. Amazing, and that's the way it should be, right? That speaks to the passion for music that you have. So, um, I think Stan referenced it a little earlier, but um, just as we uh, as we wrap, um, what is next for plans? Your guess is as good as ours. Everything. Six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie, uh, and then a reunion. Um, uh, I don't know. We'll put out more music. We'll keep playing more shows one way or the other. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for taking some time here with uh, with Spinning Thoughts. And uh, just before we wrap, is there anything else that you would like to add? You got a stand? You want anything? Thank you. Something up. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, Stan's other project, Echo, is putting out a single on Halloween. So if this is out by then, check it out. And if it's too late, it'll already be out. So go listen. Mike and Stan are also the band Summer Bruce. Please check that out. It's phenomenal. It's incredible. Stan's got theirs. Yep. This interview has been for all my juggalos and juggalettes. <laughs> Don't try this at home, and I hope you like it. Whoop whoop. Okay. Thank you again. To our friends in plans, until next time, we will share music and spread love. Thanks, guys. Thank you again to both Plans and Letdown for being our very special guests in the very first episode of the new year and the new decade. Make sure you check out Plans and Letdown. Go follow them on social media. Help them have a really, really solid 2020. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. And we have premiere episodes every Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available on all podcast platforms the following Monday. We're going to be doing a lot of video content. Go subscribe to our YouTube page, Spinning Thoughts. Hit the notification bell. 
you have all of the power. I'm just here to talk about music. We'll be back same time, same place. Until then, make sure you share music, spread love. So I've been made-